What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? Y'all like how I held that note? Welcome to The Black Box, the show where we unpack, unbox, and unwrap everything black. I'm your girl, Big C. Happy Friday, y'all. Happy, happy Friday. Now, I don't know if y'all gonna crucify me or what, but no, I did not post on Monday, y'all, and I'm not sorry because I meant to not post because it was Labor Day, and I wanted everybody to, you know, enjoy y'all's Labor Day, especially, like, if you're a hard worker, which, if you're listening to the Black Box podcast, I know you're a hard worker, so I just wanted everybody to enjoy their Labor Day, enjoy their day off, I wanted to enjoy my day off, y'all, so... I am so sorry for not posting, but I just wanted to give y'all a little reprieve. Even though I know y'all missed me, I know y'all missed y'all's girl. I missed y'all's too. I hope everybody had a good week. I had a good week, you know. I was working after Labor Day. I was working, and then I had a day off, and I, you know, spent it running errands with my mom and my aunt, which is, like, one of my favorite things to do. Like, that is literally how I would love to spend a Saturday, just, like, running errands, like, getting things that you might not necessarily need but want or, like, vice versa. Like, ugh, I love doing that. It just makes my Saturday. It makes me feel like a productive woman. I just love doing that. So that's what I did on Wednesday, I believe, and then I've just been working, working, working. I got to work today, so the grind don't stop. But I hope everybody had a good week. I found out some crazy, crazy news throughout this week. Like, I don't know if y'all heard, but um, Tory Lanez, or should I call him Shorty Lanez, he done broke his silence. Um, I don't think he, like, made a video or anything, but um, records... Of him texting Megan after he, after the shooting incident has come up. And he basically texted her saying, I know you're never going to talk to me again. In true F-boy fashion. I know you're never going to talk to me again. And I just was too drunk. And I'm like, first of all, that's your excuse? First of all, the there there is no excuse. Let's just start there. There is no excuse. But the best you could come up with was... I was too drunk? Baby, you were better off taking your L in silence. In my opinion, you were better off where you were at, which was in the gutter where we left you after you shot her. Okay? You didn't have to say anything. You sh- These texts sure didn't have to resurface, because one, nobody cares about you anymore. You're done. You're canceled. You're out of here. I don't want to hear nothing from you. I don't want to see you on the gram. I don't want to see you on Twitter. I don't want to hear you on features, on the radio, nothing. You're done. It's done. It's over. You're kaput. Okay? So, that's what happened with that. I was like, okay, moving on. And then, y'all, I don't know if this is old or if this is new, but I just recently found out. So, I don't know about y'all, but to those of my people who watched the uh, Netflix hit show, Stranger Things. The little boy who plays Will, I do not know his name. I think his name is Noah. I don't know, though. Not The one who plays Will, the one who gets kidnapped in the first season or goes missing in the first season, I think his name is Noah. Why did a video resurface of him saying the N-word? 
like literally saying the n-word with the hard r not like a well he was singing a song i don't know if y'all know that song by um chris brown and lil dicky the freaky friday i woke up in chris brown but that one well there's a part in that song where so basically the song is like lil dicky and chris brown just switched bodies and lil dicky is in chris brown's body and he's wondering if he can say the n-word because you know he's black now and he just goes on a whole tangent of saying the n-word he's like excuse my french y'all he's like what's up my nigga big ups my nigga my nigga i don't know the whole song i just know that he says those parts and at the end he's like i'm that nigga 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 like he says that so i don't know what possessed little will i'm gonna call him will because i don't know his real name but I don't know what possessed Little Will to just go on a whole tangent, just acting like he can say the N-word as if he was Little Dicky in Chris Brown's body. But, yeah, it was caught on video. Then the little boy gonna lie and say, I was saying neighbor. Yeah, that, that video is grossly over-exaggerated. I was saying neighbor, sir. Unless you were saying neighbor. No, the G in neighbor is silent. I heard the G. I heard it. My ears are very good. I have bat-like hearing. We heard what you said. And we didn't like it. So, I found that out. I think that's kind of like old news, I think. But I just recently found that out. So, I just had to share that with y'all. How do y'all feel about that? I'm so honestly, like the shock value of Caucasian people saying the N-word has... It's lost its shock value, but I still be like, <sighs> I'm to the point where it's like, I'm I'm over it slash enraged still. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm over it being shocking. I'm over it being like, oh my God, I can't believe they would say that. I'm at the point now where it's like, run up, get done up. You better not say it to my face. That's where I'm at with it. That's absolutely where I'm at with it. I just don't understand the allure of that word. I guess it's like because it's a forbidden word. They just can't say it. I'm going to say it anyway. Why? It's <sighs> the day we figure out what is going on in their minds is the day we solve everything. But we'll never know, y'all. We'll never know because they're just a whole different, a whole different type. But I digress. You know, I digress. So that's just some stuff I found out over the past week that kind of kind of stuck with me you know i had to share that with y'all because we all fam on here but as y'all know today is 9 11 that's right remember 9 11 they want us to forget slavery and segregation and jim crow but forever and always remember 9 11 not saying that 9 11 was you know wasn't horrific or wasn't like something that shook the world to its core which it absolutely was um so yeah i just want y'all to take some time today remember the brave men and women who sacrificed their lives or who lost their lives on 9 11 and i hope you know that anybody who is listening to this um, podcast on anchor or wherever you're listening to it um if you are directly affected by 9-11 i you know my prayers are always with you you know like the sacrifice even though it should not have been a sacrifice you know what happened will never never be forgotten because it was just crazy i know i was only i think i was in preschool when it happened i was only not preschool maybe kindergarten i was four when it happened i don't really remember 
like much about it but you know I remember like growing up and learning about it and you know the toll that it took on America as a whole so just remember 9-11 you guys but also you know remember everything else but today is 9-11 so I just wanted to remind y'all of that today is 9-11 so whatever you have to do in remembrance whether you pray whether you you know talk to God whether you go if you live in the DC I think it's in the DC area I'm not sure the 9-11 memorial is it in DC or New York I'm not sure but wherever it is if you're in that area go ahead and visit it if that's what you do remember your loved ones if you lost loved ones on this day I'm so sorry if you did but yeah so I just wanted to tell y'all about that (sighs) enough of the heavy stuff I know y'all ready for this black review because I'm ready I am so so ready y'all like the season finale of P-Valley whoo Okay, I, we gonna get into it. Let's just get into this black review. But before we get into the black review, I do want to remind y'all, my socials have not changed yet, but they will be changing very, very soon. I'm just trying to get everything coordinated, figure out a game plan with it, but it's all under control. It will be changing soon, but for now, it's still the same, T-H-E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. Follow me on there. Let me know what you thought of today's black review and if you you know if you have any other shows or movies um books music anything that y'all want me to review let me know and i will do so i always look forward to hearing from y'all y'all's opinions y'all's take of the uh episode for today so let me know hit me up on there but enough chitter chatter let's chitter chatter about this black review are y'all ready I know y'all ready. Let's get into it. Okay. So, as y'all know, I am going to be reviewing Lovecraft Country because I am replacing um, the constant of our black review with Lovecraft Country. Because, you know, P-Valley, the season is over. The season finale aired. It was good, in my opinion. We're going to get to that. Just hold your horses. But I am replacing P-Valley with Lovecraft Country because it is new. It is, you know, an in- well, not an entirely black cast, but it focuses on the lives of, you know, black people. The main cast members are black people. So... I do want to keep that a constant on the Black Review. So, we have Lovecraft Country in place of P-Valley. And I love the show. I hope y'all are enjoying the show as much as I'm enjoying the show. Like, y'all, the twists and turns that come with this program, I'm here for it. I'm all the way here for it. So, Lovecraft Country, Episode 4, A History of Violence. That's the name of the episode. So the overview says, after Christina, now if you've been watching the show, you know who Christina is. If you have not been watching the show, please get on it. What are you waiting for? You're missing out. Please watch it. But the overview says, after Christina shows up at her doorstep, which is Letty, or aka Letitia, played by Miss Journey Smollett, Letty confronts Atticus about his plans to, Lord Jesus, help me because I'm about to butcher this word, surreptitiously, oh, okay, maybe not, she educated a little bit, she educated, Letty confronts Atticus about his plans to surreptitiously return to Florida in search of missing pages to a crucial text. Letty Tick, which is, you know, Atticus's nickname, his nickname is Tick, Letty Tick and Montrose, which is his father, head to Boston with Hippolyta and Dee, 
which is uh, her daughter. Hippolyta is Uncle George's wife, played by Miss Anjane. I think her net. I think her last name is Wilson. No, Anjane Williams, I believe. Um, and D. I don't know the little girl who plays D. She's a new face, and they bring uh, her and D along for the ride to Boston. So that's the overview. The episode was really good. Last week's episode. Um, hopefully you watched it. I'm going to give a little bit of it away. So, you know, I, I'm guessing a couple months or some time has passed ever since the passing of Uncle George. <gasps> That's right. If you didn't watch the show, ooh, I gave it away. But listen, we, we four episodes in now. You, you should have been watched the show. What are you doing listening to the podcast? You ain't watched the show. Come on now, y'all. Come on now. But, yes, yeah, so some time has passed since um, Uncle George's passing. And I guess the family is trying to go go on as usual. But Miss Hippolyta, she's just not with it. She's like, something's not right. You know, y'all aren't telling me the whole story. And, you know, Letitia, she just bought a boarding house. And she just got over the haunting of her boarding house. And it was just a lot. She's just trying to get things back in order. Her and Atticus done had a little moment. You know, it's just a, it's just a lot of recovery going on. But in the recovery... Miss Christina, if you know who Christina is, you know, like, and she plays an integral part in the story. She's basically, like, the link between Atticus and, like, this mysterious organization called the Sons of Adam. She's basically the link. She didn't pop back up, causing trouble like she usually does, and she's just trying to get a hold of something inside of uh, Letitia's house. And her, Letitia and Atticus are trying to figure out what it is that she needs so they'll so she'll just leave them alone pretty much they're just trying to connect the dots of this mystery of the sons of adam basically and miss hippolyta was like well i'm gonna come with y'all since y'all want to hide stuff i'm gonna come along with y'all so that's basically what episode four was about they're basically trying to like interpret this they're basically trying to interpret the language of the sons of Adam to figure out, you know, why is it such a secret organization or what it is that the organization wants, pretty much. That's what I got from it, from episode four. And this one was a very adventurous episode, like, oh my god, y'all, but we're gonna get into it, we're gonna get into it. Let me get into the pros. So my first pro is the aesthetic. Oh my God, y'all. I'm just so in love with like the whole 1950s, 1960s like aesthetic. And they're doing it so, so, so well in the show. Like I'm just like, it's like you're fully immersed in the 50s and 60s. Like from the fashion, from the buildings, from the cars, from like the people, like the background people. Of course, the main characters are just on point as always. But, y'all, the aesthetic, I, I'm here for a good, thorough aesthetic. Like, there's no, I mean, the only thing that is not, you know, like, with the aesthetic or the only thing that, you know, what is it, detours from the aesthetic is the music. Like, y'all already know Raphael Sadiq on the track. He is the, he's like the executive music producer for the show. Like, he oversees all the music. He, you know, I feel like he's trying to make it new age. So he does put a lot of new age music in there. Like he puts, 
I believe he put like some Tierra Whack in there. He put some Kendrick Lamar in there, I believe. I hope I'm not quoting it wrong. But, you know, a lot of new age rap that wasn't, you know, very present in the 1950s and 60s. But he also like incorporates like old music like from that time period also. So the aesthetic is just pure through and through. That's the only thing that's not of the time is the certain types of music that he uses but everything else down to like people's fingernails and how they wear their hair and background and cars and buildings and furniture it is just on point absolutely on point and i love it y'all i love it love it love it even though it was a scary time for black people i just uh I just love it. They like they show you like what it was like for the black community. Of course they show like the real side of it. Like you know the things that we went through, the trials and tribulations, but they also show you like how we got down, you know what I'm saying? How we how we partied, how we lived, how we, you know, celebrated one another, how we uplifted one another, you know? Like it's just so beautiful to see. I love it. I love it. So the aesthetic is definitely a pro. My next pro is Montrose Freeman, which is um, Atticus's father, played by Michael K. Williams. Amazing actor. And I know if, you're, if you've watched the show, you're like, a pro? How is he a pro? Even though the way he goes about trying to protect Atticus isn't right, from a father's standpoint, even though I'm not a father, I can kind of see, you know, why he is doing the things that he's doing to protect him because he knows nothing nothing good is going to come out of it or that's how he feels so of course he's going to go to like extreme measures to protect his son like look what happened they went in search of him in the first episode and they ended up like you know he ended up losing his brother so even though him and Atticus like don't always see eye to eye or they're not always on the same page about each other you know that's still his son that's still his dad you know they love each other and of course they want to protect each other at all costs so some of his methods of protecting Atticus yes they are indeed flawed and wrong but I like the fact that he still is like okay well if you go rush into this blindly and stupidly I'm gonna help you you know, I'm, I'm going to be there for you because I'll be danged if you die or if you go missing or, you know, something on my watch. So he's he's there for him, but he's trying to protect. I feel like if he would just tell Atticus what he knows and, like, just be upfront about everything, Atticus will either, like, run away from it because it's too much or he'll have to confront it head on, but he'll confront it with all the information. You know, like, all the information that his dad is holding from him. I feel like he'll just confront it head on and he'll be able to solve it or get through it or something. But the methodology of his protection is it's a little bit flawed, but I get it. There's a method to the madness. I get it. So he, he get, he's a pro for me. He's absolutely a pro. His character is a little rough, but his life was rough. So he's just, he's just a product kind of sort of of his environment not even kind of sort of he is a product of his environment because if you watch the show um uncle george goes into detail about how sweet of a boy he used to be and how he was filled with love and this that and the third and you know their father just you know kind of i guess he could say like he snuffed out his light or his love and he just became kind of rough after that and you know that happens to the best of people you know you try to be a positive person in your circumstances but 
the forces that be just won't let you. So you become this hardened person and you don't want to let nobody in because you knows what it's like to let people in and they hurt you. Like, it's a lot. His character is very complex, but he's a pro for me. Like, he's absolutely a pro for what he's trying to do for his son. That's why he's a pro for me. My next pro is there was a moment between uh, Hippolyta and Dee. They had a stargazing moment. So in the episode, they had to visit a museum in Boston to find the lost pages for a book that they're trying to translate. And um, there was a moment where Hippolyta, which is Uncle George's wife, she's very much into astronomy. She's into the stars. She's very much into that. So in the museum, they have a... I guess, like, a portion of the museum where you can, like, I guess, what is it called? A, I don't know what they call it. A star dome or something where they have all the um, constellations and stars. Like, you know, they have that all assimilated. Or not assimilated. Assembled, like, in a little dome. So you can kind of, like, act like you're seeing them in real life. And so they have a little moment where... Hippolyta explains to Dee like she had named this comet when she was a young girl but you know being a black woman in this time you know people didn't really take her seriously or somebody took credit for her name or her idea for the constellation and Dee being the strong woman that Hippolyta raised her to be she was like uh uh mama you should have fought that you should have been like nah I named this uh, constellation this is my constellation you know da 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 her mama was like oh girl you know how black mamas do like oh girl I'm not worried about that I know you know what I contributed and I know what I did and so uh D she just tells the whole theater full of black and white people like y'all see that constellation my mama named that constellation right there and everybody in the theater like oh my god that's amazing wow yeah I was like yes girl you better you better stick up for your mama you better let the world know my mama been doing this okay she's not new to this she's true to this I was like, all right, Miss D. So I thought that was really sweet. They had a little moment. And it's nice to see that even though they lost, like, a, a husband and a father, that they're still, you know, they're still trying to get through. They're trying to make it. So that was a pro for me. That moment was a pro. My next pro was Miss Ruby, um, Letitia's sister. I think, yes, yeah, her older sister, I believe. Miss Ruby, I'm not gonna lie. She gets on my nerves in the show because she's just, their, the relationship that she has with Letitia is just like, girl, why are you blaming her for your mama's mistakes? But Miss Ruby is a big body Benz, okay? And being a big body Benz myself, you got to appreciate it when you see it. She's confident. She's confident in herself. She's confident. You know, like, what did, what did that girl say in Euphoria? There's nothing like a fat girl who doesn't give a F. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? I'm trying to let y'all know, baby. These big body bins is in. I'm trying to let you know. Get you one for the winter. But not just for the winter, for all seasons, okay? We year-round in this thing, all right? But, yeah, that's why she's a pro. Because she was just serving chocolate big body. I was like, woo! We love to see it. We love to see it. I loved it, y'all. She was just giving very much, like, I'm that insert Megan Thee Stallion been that still that I was like ooh yes so yes Miss Ruby was a pro for me I think her look was a pro for me the way she was acting wasn't well the way she was acting it was fine but just her overall look and the energy and the confidence 
and the bad beingness that she was giving very much a pro very much a pro my next pro is the cinematography slash adventure y'all they went on like a whole a whole adventure and i'm not talking about like no road trip of course they took a road trip because you know they had to drive to get to where they were going i don't mean that they full like went into a cave where there was water they had to walk into like the depths of a cave on a plank like they had to like it was just a whole adventure y'all a whole adventure and like the way it was shot and like i still i find it amazing how production companies and like people who do shows like this and movies like this where you have to um what is it where you have to like manufacture like a cave or like uh like a museum you know things like that like i wonder like what type of work goes into that i know it's hard because it looks hard but the payoff is just so amazing like the cinematography and the the setting of like every place that they went or like where they were oh my god y'all it is absolutely magnificent and i know it's hard to make stuff like that look real especially nowadays where like everything is achievable through technology like you can literally make like a home movie on your phone and you can make it look real or you can make a whole movie from your laptop like and people nowadays you know people like me and people who are on youtube they review things like this and they're looking for any and everything that could possibly be wrong not me i try to focus on the more positive but you know some people are a little more harsh than me like they did it so seamlessly and so perfectly like you literally felt like they were in a cave or they were in like because basically the the structure that they were in looking for the lost pages it was a cave but like the cave had different parts to it like when they first walked in they had to like walk this thin piece of um plank type wood it was like old wood and they had to like walk over it felt like the plank was so high above the ground there was just like this black abyss down below like you didn't know how far it dropped down i was like this is amazing how are they doing this like how are they creating this type of of course it's green screen i know you're like girl i know you are not getting hype over no cgi but it was good cgi y'all like it really felt like it was a life or death situation for them like if they fell off of that little drifting rotting piece of wood it was over it was over and then when they crossed over from the little plank they went into another part where i think the tunnel like the cave had like sections like different types of tunnels and they chose the path you know to go down in the tunnel and then all of a sudden the tunnel started like filling slowly but surely with water so they had to complete their task before the water like you know completely took over the cave and i was like wow this is a like it really felt like they were in a cave and then there was another part of the cave where they actually found what they were looking for. They actually found the text or the pages that needed to be translated. And it looked like it was the inside of like an attic or a bowl. It was just, it was amazing, y'all. Like, it was just absolutely amazing. Like, the set, the cinematography, the sense of adventure that it gave me as a viewer. <sighs> amazing. I feel like I'm rambling about that, but I'm trying to slow it down so y'all really can understand. Like, y'all, it was just so amazing like i am completely completely obsessed with this show completely obsessed i really hope y'all watch it 
or are watching it with me because if you are you know exactly what i'm talking about if you value good tv and you value good television like y'all whoo take my brother away it was like that i was like wow this is amazing but yes the cinematography slash adventure i'm gonna say cinematography slash setting slash adventure that's all one pro and then my last pro is just Miss Letitia, period. She will always be a pro for me because it's like, homegirl is just strong. She is just strong. Like she's not, she's not for the bull. She's not for the games. She's like, listen, because Atticus is the type of man, a man we all know, he is emotionally unavailable. And I'm so sick and I'm so tired of these men being un, unemotionally available or unavailable emotionally. I think I said it wrong. He's unavailable emotionally. Like, he can't express to Letty sometimes how he feels about her. Even though we already know as a viewer, as a person watching the show, that there's a connection there. Like, clearly. We, we know. Y'all like each other. There's some history there. Now is the time. You know, he just he just has a hard, hard time letting it be known that he loves or he, that he likes or possibly loves this woman. He's just like a little boy in that aspect. I'm like, sir, you're too grown for this. Let, let's just start there. You are absolutely too grown for this. But Miss Letty lets it be known like, baby, I don't have time for that. You you either with me or you not. She's like, I'm not going to do the back and forth. I'm not going to do the games. And also, stop trying to act like this whole series of events, this chaos, this mystery that we're going through, Stop making it like it's all about you. You're a part of it, yes, but we're all going through it. So stop. Stop trying to be Mr. Macho Macho Man and let us help you. Let us be there for you. I said, well, all right then, Miss Girl. Miss Thing. I was like, you better tell her, Miss Letitia. So she will always be a pro for me. So just, just look out for her being a constant pro. If I don't put her as a pro in the pros list, y'all just need to hit me up on my socials in the comments. Be like, oh, Letitia wasn't a pro this week. Don't forget that for next week. So, yeah, those were all my pros. The aesthetic, Atticus's father, Montrose Freeman, um, D and Hippolyta's stargazing moment, Miss Ruby, a.k.a. Big Body Beans Ruby, the cinematography slash setting slash adventure and Letty. Letty period. I literally put that on the paper. I put Letty parentheses period. Close parentheses. So those were all my pros. I didn't have too many cons because like I said, I was, uh, I absolutely loved, loved, loved this episode. So my cons were, even though he was a pro, he's also a con. Atticus's daddy, he just, at the end, he just, he just ruined it for me. I was like, sir, you were doing so good. You were like, you were helping. You were, you know, explaining why you were acting crazy. You were explaining that you were just trying to protect your son from the, from the forces that be. And then here you are just, just messing it up in true alcoholic fashion. And I was like, you know, that wasn't right. And you, you really didn't have to do that. So now you just set my man Atticus back so, so many, so many steps back. I was like, oh my God, he just couldn't leave well enough alone, y'all. That's all I'm going to say. He just could not leave well enough alone. Please go watch the episode so you know what I'm talking about. He just couldn't let it be. So he's a con. 
My next con, of course, was Atticus's attitude toward Letty. Like I said, he's a very he's a very emotionally unavailable man. Like he just cannot express himself. And when he does decide to express himself, it's kind of like almost in childish ways where it's like either a grand, like a huge grand grandiose gesture that might not always be needed i can tell that's gonna be a problem because i feel like letty is the type of woman where it's gonna get like old real fast like you can't make up for everything that you do with like a big 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 gesture because now you're gonna now she's gonna think like oh so every time you mess up you're just gonna kiss me out of the blue or do something like this and you think i'm gonna forgive you and it's not always gonna be like that so he needs to he needs to mature he needs to do it quickly because that routine is going to get old real soon. And my girl Letty, she don't got to put up with that. She let it be known at that party that they had, at her housewoman party. She was like, I can get any man I want. Clearly, I can get any man I want, as you can see. But I want you. So get it together or get lost, you know? So his attitude towards her definite con and my last con is it's not really a con it's more so like a question like i understand that hippolyta which is uncle george's wife i understand that she wants to know like the full extent of how he died but i feel like her digging or her looking into it is gonna cause more trouble than it would you know relief or like peace and I'm just like, why does she keep digging? Like, to me, if I was her and Atticus and Montrose had told me that this is how he died, this is what happened, even if you have, like, an inkling of a feeling, you have to know, to me, that they're keeping that information from you for your own good. Because it's like, the situation that they're in, they don't even want to be wrapped up in. So they especially don't want to bring you and D into it. You know, like... I just feel like she should just stop digging because I think it's more trouble than it's worth. So, I don't know if that's really a con, but it's like a question I have. It's like a con slash a question. Like, why does she keep digging? Like, I understand she wants to know, but I feel like it's going to end up hurting her and D the most when it shouldn't, you know? Because I, I don't need nothing to happen to D or to her. I don't need no other people to pass. Unless it's the evil people. The evil people can go. The main cast, after we lost Uncle George, I was like, all right, people. That needs to be it. That needs to be the only death. Y'all got it out the way. Let's 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 stop it right there. Stop the death train right there. But those are my only cons. Atticus's daddy, Montrose. Uh, Atticus's attitude toward Letty. And Hippolyta and her digging. She keeps digging. So my overall rating of Lovecraft Country Episode 4, A History of Violence, y'all already know. It was a 20 out of 10 for me. That's right. 20 out of 10. Exaggerated number. Fire, fire, fire. Tens, 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 tens across the board for me. It was so good. It was, it was so good. Y'all, please go watch that show. Like, I'm telling y'all. I'm not saying that just because, you know... I want y'all to listen to the podcast or y'all please go watch that show. You will not regret it. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. And if you do, hit me up and be like, girl, why'd you make me watch that show? I will take full responsibility, but I'm vouching for that show. That is a good show and I hope it goes far. I think it's already been renewed for a season two. I'm not sure, but I hope it goes far. I really hope it goes far. All right. 
that's it for Lovecraft Country. We done did that. Now let's get into this P-Valley. I know that's what y'all been waiting for. Y'all like, ugh, hurry up with this. Let's get to P-Valley. We here. Hold your horses. We gonna take a little time on this one because it was the season finale, y'all. Ooh, that season finale. Okay. So the season finale episode is called Murder Night. Murder Night. Yes, that's right. And the overview says, Folks from Biloxi to Atlanta pack out the pink to see two shining stars on an unforgettable night. Meanwhile, Autumn's past finally catches up with her. Y'all know what that means. Alright. So my pros for this episode, the season finale, was my first pro was Lil Murder's performance. He killed that. With, you know, thanks to Keyshawn and everything. Like, thanks to Keyshawn. He really killed it. Like, he... His performance, because, you know, Keyshawn was in the performance. I think it was Keyshawn. Uh, I think Gidget was on stage, too. Keyshawn, Gidget. It was the pole trinity, but, you know, not with Mercedes. It was Keyshawn, Gidget. I think it was the girl they called Peanut Butter and the girl they called um, Toy. Yes, I remembered all their names when Uncle Clifford did the uh, stripper prayer. Yes, I was looking. I was memorizing. Because that's just how I do. Because I like to do my research. Especially if I like a show. I be looking up all the characters. Like, what do you do? What else are you in? I be invested, y'all. Like, I know them. Like, I'm on set. But I think it was all of those girls. They were on stage performing. But, you know, Keyshawn, a.k.a. Mississippi. She was, like, the headliner as far as the strippers go. And Lil Murder, of course, he was there to perform his song. Uh, Fallen in Love? Or it's Fallen? I think it's called Fallen. His first song that he got popular for. And then, of course, he performed his new song that uh, DJ Never Scared had produced. And he did good. He did really, really good. Like, it was off the chain. People was going off. Keyshawn was going off on the pole. It was really good. He did his thing. I'm so glad she helped him. Because that performance could have easily been what they call it could have been some slaw i know i said that so proper and so suburban <laughs> i'm sorry y'all i know i know y'all was like oh girl don't do it but yes it could have easily been terrible you know it could have easily been terrible but he did really really good i i think he did a good job so his performance is definitely a pro my next pro was uncle clifford standing up for himself now Y'all already know Lil Murda and Uncle Clifford, they have a little, or had, let me put it in the past tense, they had a little relationship going on, and, you know, we all thought it was going to be peaches and cream, and I should have should have known better, I should have known, Monica, I should have known, I think that's a Monica song, yeah, it is, I should have known that it just wasn't going to go down like that, and of course... La Murder, he done let Uncle Clifford down as far as his expectations. And Uncle Clifford is like, sweetheart, you are the one that wanted to take me out on the town. But you're clearly not ready for that. And he was like, you know, I think she I think he said his grandma or somebody important in his life told him a long time ago, like when people show you who they are the first time, believe them. And I think that advice is so so true. When people show you who they are the first time, believe them, you know, no matter what. And he said that, and he was like, so the first time you showed me Lil Murder, I should have went with that. Because Lil Murder, he said Lil Murder not ready. Lil Murder's not ready for all that Uncle Clifford has to offer. But Lamarcus, which is Lil Murder's real name, Lamarcus is the one who's ready. 
he was like, it was a pleasure to get to know LaMarcus. But as far as me and LaMurda slash LaMarcus is concerned, oh, baby, that's done. That's done. You know? And I was like, yes, Uncle Clifford. I'm just, you know, so happy he, like, because I'm sure that's been, like, a lifelong battle like struggling with like first of all being open the way he's so open and then on top of that being as flamboyant as he is being as confident as he is in himself like he wears who he is like out and proud and I'm sure that came with like a lifelong time of like hardships and struggles and you know battles and so he's like baby I will accept nothing less than what I deserve so if you can't if you can't give me that the door the window, the doggy door, however you want to leave, leave. I was like, yes, Uncle Clifford. That's what I'm talking about. Because, you know, I feel like in most situations, especially coming from, like, a small town, like Chuckalisa, like, he could have easily been like, well, we could just do what we do in, you know, secret. I don't know. Uncle Clifford was like, I'm not with that. You the one said you didn't want to do what we do in the dark you you the one said that we could do what we do in the light and now you want to renege now how about we just stop it right here stop the track right here i was like all right uncle clifford you better i was like yes you better you better have morals and values and standards i was like come on snap one time for the girls okay so yes uncle clifford standing up for himself absolutely a pro my next pro was Wody, which is Lil Murder's manager, defending Lil Murder. So Lil Murder did his performance at the Pink, and Wody had said that he had some, um, I guess he was like a manager or a record executive. He was supposed to be coming down to see him perform. But once the manager saw Keyshawn, I don't think he was really worried about Lil Murder. And then when they all got to talking, like, after Lil Murder performed, him and Keyshawn met uh, Wody and the executive in, like, a VIP, not a VIP, but it was, like, a private section, I guess. And they just got to talking, and he was saying, like, well, whenever you drop your little producer, DJ Never Scared, and whenever you drop your little manager, Lil Wody, like, I can put you on. But he was really after Keyshawn because he thought Keyshawn was a star. He thought, you know, Keyshawn, a.k.a. Mississippi, was a star. He wasn't really worried about Lil Murder. He was just kind of, like, putting sugar in his ear, like, telling him what he wanted to hear. But as soon as, like, Lil Murder left and Keyshawn left out of the booth, he was telling uh, Lil Wally, like, baby, Lil Murder is a dime a dozen. If I wanted to go find me another Backwaters trap rapper, I could pick anybody in this crowd besides him. But Keyshawn, you know, Keyshawn has star potential. And Wody was like, well, you ain't trying to conduct business like I thought. You can go. Because, uh, and he was just, you know, taking up for his client, which is good. I was like, yeah, you better. You better take up for him after you done gave him that bogus advice that he done followed. But I like that. Because, you know, a lot of people, they would probably, like, Especially, like, in the music industry, I feel it's a very cutthroat industry from, not that I've ever been in it, but from what you see in, like, TV shows and reality shows, and you can only take that with a grain of salt, but I can imagine it's a ruthless industry. So, to have somebody like that, you know, he could have, Wody could have easily agreed with the record executive and be like, you know what you write, I'm about to find me some real talent. You know, he stuck, he stuck by Lil Murder, so I was with that. So, Wody defending Lil Murder was a pro. Okay. So, my next pro is Autumn's 
X, which I think his name is Montavious. His story, like, their storyline was actually really good. Like, I'm kind of mad that we got the full extent of their storyline in the final episode. Because I had so many questions. So, this is a pro, but it's also, like, a pro slash con for me. Because it was, like, it was such, it wasn't an elaborate story. But it was kind of like, oh, my God, I never would have, you know, I never would have thought that. Or I never would have guessed that. So, I don't want to give too much away, but basically, oh, well, you know, it's the season finale. If y'all been listening, y'all didn't watch, y'all know what's going on. So, in the, um, in the, in their storyline, Montavious, they were, I don't think they were ever actually married. I don't think they were married. They were just in a relationship. And Autumn's baby that passed away or that, you know, had died the night she was trying to escape from him wasn't even his baby. He was like, you know, she was just, you know, I treated her like she was my own, but, you know, that wasn't my child. And so, basically, Autumn and Montavious used to work together. She was an accountant, I believe, and she was basically, like, she basically stole money from his organization. And I'm guessing the organization that he's with, I forgot what it was called, the Delta Brothers or something like that it's not a good organization like it basically kind of sounded like some mob stuff and i was like wait a minute i was i never would have guessed that i was like i'm thinking like she in an abusive relationship with her husband she tried to escape him of course while trying to escape her baby died but she somehow came into some money i didn't think she stole the money from him like the money that she was using to run scams with mercedes or run the um the transfer money scams with mercedes i didn't think she got that from him i don't know where i think she got it from but i would have never thought that she used to be an accountant and that she stole it from him and she was just trying to flip it and do something better with it than whatever his organization was doing she basically like embezzled him and i'm like miss girl why why didn't y'all give us little tidbits of that throughout the season and that way in the finale it kind of would have came to a head like she done stole this money we kind of like i feel like we kind of figured it out like oh she used to work from here that's where she got the money from like i'm thinking she really getting the money from stripping or something i'm like so she making really she really making nine thousand dollars from stripping every night okay i was like that vip room must be probably some money but no ma'am She's a whole scammer. She's a scammer through and through. She embezzled. She stole. Then she, you know, scammed some more. So, it was just like, I was just like, wow, this is all coming to a head. I'm like, I wish I would have gave us a little bit more of that throughout the season rather than just trying to cram it all into us in the season finale. And then we got to wait another year for it to come out. I was like, okay, I guess. I guess. I guess, Miss Katori Hall. I guess, but yes, that's a pro. Her storyline, Autumn's past storyline, like, it just started heating up. I loved it. My next pro was Diamond finally beating up Derek. I honestly, like, whoo, that scene just brought me so much satisfaction. Yes, I said it like that, satisfaction. Um, We love to see it. We love to see an abuser become the abused. In my opinion, I don't like how the show tried to make it look like a fair fight between Diamond and Derek, which is Keyshawn's baby daddy that be beating on her. Because in reality, Diamond is a military man. And Derek looked like he just a rich spoiled boy who used to be quarterback for his high school and college football team. 
So you're telling me a trained army veteran who who got bodies, who got kills, is in a fair fight with a washed up, old, coward, abusive man. No, there's no way. There's no way. I'm not believing it. And I don't like how they tried to make it a fair fight. They should have just let Diamond beat him to a pulp, which he kind of did at the end. Like, towards the end of the fight, you know, he started... But there should have been no point in the fight where Derek had the one up. And it was just too many times where he had the one up. So, that's my only qualm with that. But I I loved every minute of that beatdown that he gave that white boy. I loved it. I rewinded it a couple times. Not gonna lie to you. But yes, Diamond finally beating up Derek. And my last pro was Autumn helping the pink. If you already know, y'all know the pink was going up for auction. They thought the pink was done for. But Miss Autumn came through with her racks, with her scammers money. And she saved the pink. So I was like, yay, the pink stays. So now she's a, a partner of the pink. So her and Uncle Clifford are partners, I think. So we'll see how that plays out in season two. But that, that's all my pros for the season finale Lil Murder's performance Uncle Clifford standing up for himself and his standards uh Wody defending Lil Murder Autumn's past storyline finally heating up Diamond finally beating up Derek and Autumn helping out the pink now my cons my cons were Lil Murder proving me wrong I just I just thought Lil Murder was just gone he was gonna be different I was like he not gonna I was like, he actually gonna do right by Uncle Clifford. Because, you know, he won't to. He was taking all the necessary steps. Like, he was doing it. He was proving me wrong. I was like, or he was proving me right. Like, yes, he gonna be the one. Like, he gonna, he gonna stand by Uncle Clifford. He absolutely made me look like Boo Boo the Fool. I was, like, literally defending him. I was like, yes, y'all, he the one. He the one. He's so cute. He, like, one of my favorite characters. <sighs> That's how they do, y'all. You be having the utmost confidence in them, and then they just have you out here looking down bad i was like wow lamarcus so you're gonna be one of those i guess but that's my first con my second con was oh my god Keyshawn. Keyshawn gets on my nerves yes she get on my nerves y'all i cannot stand her i and she y'all see how flustered i am that's how that's how angry she makes me she makes me mad but yes, Miss Keyshawn and defending her baby daddy. I was like, girl, I'm not going to tell y'all how she defended him, but. Miss <sighs> Keyshawn, I'm not going to lie. I'm over you. Because how, how could you do that? How could you do that? I saw a funny tweet. It was so funny because I was like, that's exactly what needs to happen. Somebody was like, the beginning of season two needs to start off like this. And they used the gif of from ATL where uh, Rashad was snatching the necklace from Nunu. Y'all remember that? Ooh, that still hurts my heart to this day. I said, you are absolutely right. Because if you watched last week's episode, you know that um, Diamond had gave Keyshawn one of his necklaces, you know, to give her strength and courage for her performance or whatever. And I was like, yeah, he needs to snatch that all the way back. Because Miss Girl, she she don't deserve it. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. I was like, oh, J. Cole's lyrics have never been truer. But yes, those are my only two cons. That Well, I guess I have a third one. My third one would be the um, 
Autumn's past storyline, like I said, when it was a pro, it's also a con for me because it's like they kind of could have let us in a little bit more with the storyline and how her stealing money from him and his organization like they could have they could have gave us a little more with that like basically the the only tidbits that they gave us throughout the season about her and Montavious's relationship was he was abusive they had a baby but like that that was really it like we didn't really know much about him I guess because he was supposed to be presumed dead or passed or whatever but girl no you needed to take us through the nights where you was thinking about leaving him or you was embezzling the money little by little like they should have gave us little tidbits like that don't give us all the the juice and the spice at the end the end is supposed to kind of i mean the end was very like oh my god i can't believe it but i feel like if y'all would have gave us a little bit more breadcrumbs the end would have had a little bit more impact just a little bit y'all should have gave us more but yeah, so those are my cons. Lil Murder, he proved me wrong. Keyshawn, Keyshawn is just a whole, a whole con. Ugh, Keyshawn. And Autumn X's, um, her past or her storyline, their storyline. I feel like there could have been more breadcrumbs throughout the season. So my overall rating for the season finale of P-Valley, it was a 10 out of 10. It was a good finale. It, it, it made me excited for, um, season two. So, I feel like that's what a season finale is supposed to do. It's supposed to, like, give you all the answers to the questions throughout the season, which it did. You know, give you some hope for season two. And then make you excited for the next season. So, it did its job for me. So, 10 out of 10. And that's it for our first Black Review series. We did a complete and whole series. Round of applause, Black Box fam. We did it. We did it. I hope y'all liked it. I'm so glad that this was our first, like, full-on series that we reviewed from beginning to end. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I loved it. I loved talking about it every Friday with y'all. And I hope that y'all enjoyed it with me. So fun. Such a good show. Miss Katori Hall, you did your thing. Miss Brandy Evans as Mercedes, you did your thing. Miss Elerica Johnson, who plays Miss Autumn, you did your thing. Like, ah, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uncle Clifford, you did your thing. Shout out to you. Who else was my favorite characters? Keyshawn, you was my favorite character, but girl, you lost me. You lost me all the way. You lost me at the end, girl. You lost me. But yes, so that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed this black review on the black box. Hit me up on my socials, T-H-E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. That is my Instagram and my Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know if you enjoyed today's Black Review. I enjoy talking to y'all. I enjoy getting this off my chest with y'all, y'all. I'm telling y'all, I've been waiting to talk about the P-Valley season finale for a while. For, like, since, since it aired. I wanted to record right then, but I was like, no, I gotta wait till Friday. But I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all enjoyed the review on Lovecraft Country because that will be our new replacement series that we'll be reviewing from beginning to end. And yes, let me know if y'all have any movies or other TV shows that y'all want me to review for Black Review, y'all. Let me know. Hit me up. Should I do Girlfriend since it's premiering today? It came out today. Should we do it? Should we do it? Let me know. 
I'm here for y'all. We're here for each other. So this has been the Black Review on the Black Box. I'm your girl, Big C. I am going to see y'all on Monday. I promise, I promise I'm going to be back on Monday with a... You just have to come back and find out. I'm not going to tell you. I hope y'all have a good and prosperous Friday. I love y'all. Bye, kings and queens.